0: whatever it is you want to do in life you'll be able to do it's always you versus you
1: that it doesn't matter how old you are how young you are you can achieve anything that you set your mind to spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it this is my purpose
0: and you will not stop me you are listening to mojo
1: sports yeah hello and welcome back to our one-on-one series on the so you think and ball podcast Thank you so much for uh, joining in. Uh, hopefully, you've been able to download, subscribe, and please uh, tell a friend, tell family, tell a friend of a friend about this new podcast. We really appreciate all, you, all of your support. So on our one-on-one series, uh, as we've spoken about, we uh, sit down and we interview some very talented sports people from uh, around the country, and our first, well, one of our first guests is our very own Alex Barker. Alex, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, no worries. Thanks yeah. for having me, in. It's good to be on
1: No, excellent. No, it's great to have Alex with us. We thought this was a really good opportunity for our listeners to, um, you know, get a little bit more insight into who you are, what you're about, and, um, yeah, really looking forward to getting into it today. Cool, sounds good. No, let's do it. So let's start off with, uh, well, let's take it all the way back. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up, your family, you know, some of your schooling, your interests back then. Um, Yeah, tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, I kind of grew up everywhere grew up in hong kong spent some time in london spent some time on the east coast spent some time in the midwest spent some time in australia so the accent doesn't match the name on the passport which is kind of fun and confuses a lot of people um i joke that we're in witness protection we're not it's just <laughs> other. but um yes yeah, so i kind of grew up you know with a world view um but grew up you know loving sport i think what's great with that is that no matter where you go in the world sports universal language so um, that was always kind of something that I stuck with at school, no matter where I went. Uh, my family, big sporting family. My, um, you know, dad was big on rugby and fencing, and my mom was big on track. Um, I grew up playing basketball, um, and then moved into rugby and soccer, and now American football. So.
1: So tell us. Tell yeah, no, that sounds uh, yeah. What, what an interesting, uh, what an interesting journey. So, tell us a little bit about some of those countries that that you sort of grew up in. So, yeah, step us through them, and um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your experiences in each of them.
0: Uh, yeah, so I was first moved to the East Coast, um, where I kind of fell in love with basketball. Lived in Connecticut, uh, became a huge Knicks fan. Um, so love love the Knicks. Yeah, it's a hard journey sometimes being a Knicks fan, but um you know, that was, that was a great experience. Um, Then we kind of moved back to Australia for a bit and that was kind of fun doing primary school down here and getting experience kind of um, sport down here. And that's where I kind of fell in love with rugby and all that stuff. Um, And I played cricket for a while um, and then we moved to Hong Kong and that was an experience in itself um, being, you know, in such a small country um, and such a crowded country as well or crowded city. It's, it was just a really cool experience to kind of, you know, go live where, you know, English isn't the first language and, you know, you're going to kind of navigate that. I think it's really eye opening and a fun experience. And if you can do that, especially if you're young, I highly recommend it um, at whatever age. Um, Then we moved from there, from Hong Kong to Chicago, where I kind of went through high school, um, played basketball, soccer through there, Um, played rugby in Hong Kong when I lived there. So that was fun. Sevens is a big, big time, you know, Hong Kong sevens are good Absolutely. fun. I would yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just quickly for our listeners who haven't had the, a chance to experience that highly recommend that. Um, yeah. You're going to have to stay well hydrated. Um, so we'll let you read into that as you will, but uh, no, it's a couple of day event. Uh, definitely uh, one on the bucket list to, to tick off.
0: Definitely. Um, and then from kind of Chicago, Moved to London, um, played basketball through university, then played rugby through university as well as club level, as well as basketball. so played those two sports.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so can we, can we talk a little bit about some of your schooling? So obviously jumping around the different countries yeah. and stuff, did, did you sort of have troubles sort of connecting with others and building friends? Or uh, were you just sort of um, yeah piling up friendship groups around the yeah. globe?
0: Yeah, it makes traveling really fun. You know, free accommodation. Um, no, I think it what's I think when you move around the world, when you're in the international system, it's it's the norm. You know, people come and go every year, so it's it's quite normal to have people be there for a year, two years, three years, and then go. So it, it wasn't super hard. I'm not the most um, kind of out there kind of person. I kind of keep to myself a little bit uh, until I kind of find my footing. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't find it super hard. I think when I moved to Chicago, I think that was probably the big one because I went to a school where people had been at that school for kind of like their whole schooling. And I was someone who, you know, didn't do that. I moved every three years. I was at a new school every three years. Um, so I think that that was probably my biggest adjustment, just trying to go going from the international system to a local school where kids have been there. Their parents have been there. And I was like this weird international Kid with an Australian accent and learned to cover it up when I was in Chicago.
1: So Alex, um, yeah, so so indulge us. So obviously, uh, for a lot of the Australian listeners, uh, we, we've we've seen the movies. We we watch a lot of the high school um, yeah shows. Um, tell us t- yeah, tell us about yeah that, that that high schooling experience in Chicago.
0: Um, it's not, I went to a small high school, so it's kind of not like it is in the movies. It's not you know. We had a football team. We didn't have a cheerleading squad, so we didn't have. We did have like the Friday night games, but they weren't as like you know. It wasn't like watching Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Those experiences do exist, but not at the high school that I went. Um, so we did. You know, the men's basketball team did go on a state run at one point, and that was kind of that was fun to experience. And and playing in the states is definitely something that I, I enjoyed and I loved playing sport for for high school there. But yeah, it's not. It's not where I went anyway. It was nothing it's nothing like the movies or <laughs> television mm-hmm. or you know glee is you know its own little entity that's not like glee it's not like Friday night lights it's but yeah it was a great school and I yeah I loved think, it
1: I think most young uh, Australian sports people we're just quite envious you know we see all the hype and you're almost like a, you know, you're you're like a star, you know, in your teens, and obviously we don't quite get that experience when we play down our local park in front of uh, our parents and you know possibly occasionally nan and pop. So no, completely different worlds. So um, yeah, so let's dig into your sporting career because it is something that's quite interesting. Um, so what what was your first sport and, and how did you sort of uh, come about yeah you know, get, getting involved?
0: I started playing basketball when I was five. Um, and that's been, I played, then proceeded to play for 21 years. So it was my longest um, sport that I played. Wherever I moved, I always joined a basketball team or I always played on the school team. Um, and I got into basketball because my parents always wanted us to be in sport. Didn't matter whether it was a school requirement or whatever. My parents always told us we had to be in a sport every season. So I started with basketball, loved it, still wear they- the you know, eleven jersey. I have a picture of when I was five dribbling around in the eleven jersey, and I still wear it. Um, so that's kind of been fun to keep that. Um, my dad was my coach for all the sports that I started. So I oh, started. How did you find that? Um, it was great when I was younger. When I got older, it got you know. I think he still felt that he could coach something, some something. <laughs> some um, you know, so he was always a very loud supporter. I think kind of after being my coach, so
1: yeah and, and is he I guess you always hear about that sort of the parent coaches that they always have to be a little harder uh, on their own kids just to show that they're not sort of playing favourites. Did you sort of find that Was your dad a little bit harder on you?
0: Um, no, not really. I may, I don't know. I don't remember him being hard or not hard. Um, you know, there, I think it was funny whenever we had to pick a player of the game, and he had to, you know, share it around and pick his own kid.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's always an awkward moment for a parent going, "Well, my kids play the game today." Sorry, <laughs>
1: no, they just they just, just they were just kind of good. So I'm sorry, yeah, but there uh, it. yeah, <laughs> uh, excellent. Now, and and so so you go through high school, and, and what were you like as a student?
0: Uh, Love sport. Probably focused way more on sport than I did my academics. Um, wasn't great academically. Didn't if I had a passion for it, I enjoyed it. So, I really liked history, um took psychology and um my senior year of high school loved that, loved art. You know, if there was something that I, I could really put all my energy in that I loved, then I could, you know, excel at it. But if I didn't like it, like mm-hmm. math, or physics, or chemistry or whatever, it was a little bit of a struggle or English. It was a struggle for me to kind of just, I mean, I got it done and I got it through, but you know, kind of looking back, I probably should have put a little bit more energy into my academics as well as my sport, but yeah. loved my sport. So that's what ended up getting favored.
1: Yeah. Oh, excellent. Now I can relate. Uh, some of my old, some of my old uh, school reports, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're grim. They're, they're quite grim. But the, the sporting side, that that obviously took care of itself. So tell us a little bit about um, your journey from high school. So um, you went to college?
0: Went to university in the UK, studied sports science coaching. Um, so kind of fell into coaching a little bit. Um, I took two years off after I graduated high school to kind of figure out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, I think, yeah. Um, the one thing when I graduated high school, everyone was like, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. And I wasn't, I was, I knew I was going to go to college, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was, you know, going with so many different ideas and I didn't want to start college and do the wrong thing and, and all of that. So I took a year off, um, traveled around the UK a bit, worked in the UK, ended up coaching at an American international school and loved it. Loved every minute of it loved, you know, teaching kids the sports that I loved te- passing on that passion. So then ended up falling into sports science, but focusing on like sports psychology and sports coaching.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And and, and then, you know, you think about your own sports. So, so you're playing basketball consistently for 20 for, for odd years. So, so when did, when did rugby um, come up? How did you, how did you get involved in rugby?
0: Rugby came up. I always watched my brothers play growing up. It wasn't kind of, you know, big for girls when I was, younger um and then i had the opportunity to play when i was a freshman in high school in hong kong so i started my high schooling in hong kong did middle school and then the first couple months um in hong kong and i played rugby at hks so played for them got to travel to shanghai and play in a tournament wow Um, which was super fun and play against like Beijing international school. So I think that's kind of the fun thing about being at an international school. I got to travel and play rugby against these cool schools and then working at an international school, I got to travel and play all these fun schools. So so, yeah, it was, that's how I got into rugby. I always loved it. I always liked it. My dad always played it. We always watched it. We were big rugby fans. Um, Still are. Um, there was one sport that we always kind of agreed upon. We always sat and we always watched the rugby when it was on. We always watched the Wallabies when they played, no matter where we were in the world, no matter what time it was, <laughs> <laughs> we always watched them. Um, so then when I had the opportunity to play, I, I really, I always wanted to play, um, never found the opportunity. And then when I was a freshman, they had a women's team at the high school level at HKS. So I joined that and was able to play. Oh,
1: excellent. And let's compare the sports. So thinking about basketball, what do you, what do you find to be the most challenging part of, of that sport?
0: Uh, I'm five foot four Mm -hmm. and most people are six foot. So, (laughs) um, I'm not tall by any means. Um, I don't think you have to be tall to play basketball, obviously. Um, you know, I was quick and could shoot outside, you know, and could pass the ball. So that was kind of my, how I excelled at the game. Um, but it's, it's, something that I just loved. It's quick, but it has those like fun moments. Like you see on the TV, you know, you make that clutch shot at at the right time to put you up by a point or to tie you or to take you in overtime. And for me, I always, when I got those opportunities, when I played, they were the best. I loved those last minute shots. I loved, you know, those last minute seconds where, you know, you don't know if you're going to lose if the basket's going to go in or, you know, driving to the basket, getting a layup and getting a foul to put you up by one and, So yeah, it's
1: just exciting. (laughs) Absolutely. No, it's uh, it's, it's such an intense, uh, intense sport. And, and tell us about, I guess your, your skills. So what, what, what did you sort of enjoy the most about basketball? What did you bring Were you a, were you sort of a, uh, did you have to sort of work quite hard on your shooting uh, passing? What was kind of, what did you bring to the table?
0: Um, I was always kind of an, uh, outside shooter. So kind of just inside the three point lines outside the three point line. I think when I was in my. I call it my prime. Um, (laughs) um, I was a three-point shooter, um, but I was also quick, so I could go up the court pretty quick. I had faster hands probably than than most. I think because I wasn't tall, you know, I couldn't block shots. I couldn't really, you know, stop someone shooting over the top of me, but I was quick and I was strong. So, like, if a big girl tried to drive at the basket, you know, I was going to get in her way and be annoying. I think that was my – what I brought to the table, I was just annoying. And, and I was a point guard, so I could kind of dribble quite well and get around people. um, And then just kind of find little passes to throw the ball through. So that's kind of, you know, when you're small, you've got to, you know, use your strengths to your (laughs) advantage in that game.
1: It's a it's a cool story because you know and even for our listeners some of our younger listeners you know there's so much focus in sport about being the biggest and the strongest and the tallest you know there's there's just so many people that are um, you know undersized who are who are who can you know certainly deliver and you got to work harder you know you have got to put a little bit extra in but like you said um, I love that your skill set being annoying getting in front of them and uh, yeah hopefully getting a few calls um, go your way uh, so let's talk about uh, so compare that with rugby so so what did you find sort of one of the most challenging parts of, uh, of rugby?
0: Um, Again, I wasn't big, but I think I'd grown up playing basketball. I'd grown up playing soccer at this point. And, like, you, they're two very different looks, I think, especially for female athletes. You kind of go, okay, well, basketball players are tall and they're this. Soccer players are lean and they're this. And I wasn't really either of those things I still loved playing those sports but I didn't fit the mold um so I think when you play a game like rugby doesn't matter kind of how big small tall thick you are you have a spot on the field like you are you know valuable in a certain position whether it's at the forwards whether it's at the backs um and I always played nine or ten so I wasn't out you know, being quick on the wing, but I was quick enough to keep up with the play where I could still you know, dish the ball or create something for somebody else or find a gap for somebody else to hit um, or just kind of, I think this is maybe where coaching kind of came in, being that nine or 10 and commanding those backs a bit more, kind of being that loud voice then kind of I then translated into coaching, <laughs>
1: I guess. Absolutely. Um, and talk to us a little bit about, about soccer. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's incredible, it's incredibly, I mean, a lot of these sports are difficult, but, um, yeah, soccer, it's, um, you've either got it or, or you don't. How, how did you find, um, you know, playing soccer? Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Um, I wasn't the most skilled person. That was a sport that I really had to work at. Um, I think, you know, I can cross a ball and I can pass a ball, but, you know, soccer is very different now where it's so Technical and there's so much skill involved and there's so much finesse. Whereas when I was kind of playing, I was fast, I was strong, <laughs> and I could run you over because I played rugby, so I had no fear. So if a girl, you know, was sprinting forward, you know, I was happy. I was a, I was a defender, so I spent years as, as a as a right fullback. Um, I was happy to you know run and get in her way and have her run me over to stop the play, which you know is not <laughs> it's not great technical soccer, but that's that was my mind frame i was like look you're gonna have to push me off the ball to get the ball so i think playing rugby and playing basketball where you have to be kind of strong and balanced when you take that into soccer that was how i played i i had coach tell me i played like i played rugby you know i I I wasn't afraid to take a girl down and i wasn't afraid to have a girl take you know take me over to stop the play
1: i love that there's um there's just yeah obviously being able to bring that physicality to uh soccer and apologies we, we we do know it's called football for, for our for our football soccer um, enthusiast listeners um but uh, yeah no it's um it, it, it is a it is a challenging sport so thinking about the three how would you rank them so in terms of let's start with let's start with what is the most difficult so how would you rank them one to three in terms of um, yeah in terms of how challenging uh, they are
0: Ooh, challenging I think the most challenging just for me, I think just cause I required more work with soc- soccer or football, mm-hmm. wherever you are in the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Um, I think rugby was probably next cause there was a little bit more kind of structure involved and with the tackling and, and all of that. Um, and again, I was never a big, you know, big kid. Um, and then I think basketball was always just kind of a sport that just came naturally to me. um, so I always found it easy to play. Yeah.
1: So yep.
0: yeah, that was probably be my ranking.
1: No, oh, excellent. And then uh, similar question. So ranking, yeah, just your favorite. So what was your? Is basketball at the top, or, or what's your what's your one to three?
0: Basketball is at the top. I think whenever I kind of take a break from sport, the first one I always go back to is basketball. <laughs> always. So basketball is definitely definitely up there. Is my favorite rugby is probably second and they're probably like equal like when i say first and second there's not much breathing room between the two and then i love soccer and football um so nice. i think just tactically soccer is fun to to think about you know the tactics you have to have behind you to be able to win or whatever so
1: yeah absolutely and uh, not to bring the mood down but i'm sure there's been some some challenges Uh, in that space but talk to us a little bit about some of the injuries is is there anything that sort of stands out for you have you have you had any sort of serious injuries uh in your career
0: Um, how long do you have is (laughs) what my parents would probably say um yeah I had a pretty serious shoulder injury when I was about 13 um I think at the time ended up dislocating the shoulder and tearing. Two of the muscles, um, especially one of my rotator cuff, um, and then proceeded to have a lot of pain for the next couple of years. when and saw multiple doctors. Just you know, one doctor said I would have had to have full shoulder reconstruction, but that would have taken nine months, and that would have taken me a whole year of sport out in high school. And I said, absolutely not. I'll pay play for the pain. Um, so that was probably my biggest one. I think my it's still causes me issues today um I've still seen physical therapists with it so I've had that for quite wow. a number of years and that's probably my worst one
1: and it's probably not so ideal when you're trying to play basketball I'd imagine or really any sport
0: it's not when you're right handed and it's your right shoulder oh, wow. so I did end up having surgery when I was 19 um on it um and then I remember my first year back at basketball was that was a an eye-opening experience trying to get back, just being confident. I think, you know, with the contact as well, I think when it's such a, when you're driving to the basket in basketball, your shoulders so exposed, your arms are so exposed that making that contact, it took me about a year to kind of get back in um, shooting, you know, getting that form back without pain, running without pain. So
1: I'm sure- it still
0: causes me issues.
1: <laughs> so I was going to say, I'm sure there's still just the level of pain that your body's just used to that, Yeah. um, No, that's uh, that 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 that's all part of it. And I guess my next question is: take us behind the scenes um, in terms of the training. So you know, it sounds like you have not stopped playing sport and competing uh, every day in your life. So tell tell us tell us a little bit about yeah, what what sort of training looked like for you.
0: Um, I think growing up, it was very different where wherever I was in the world. Um. I think the hardest probably training wise and the most commitment training wise was in the States um, where we would train five days a week. Um, We would also have games on top of that. Um, You know, you still had kids that were in the gym and running gym sessions on their own. Not so much like now they have gym sessions more.
1: um, How old are we we talking there in high school?
0: I was 14 to 18. So so I would.
1: So 14, 15, 16. So that's sort of age group. Training five days a week plus games plus extras, yep. That is that is just a whole new. World. I mean, look, you know, um, I'm sure you know we've got we've got some listeners, we've got some amazing young Australian athletes, that I'm sure are putting in the work. But um, yeah, to to be sort of, you know, to to be doing that uh, at such a young age, that uh, that takes a lot, um, lot out of the body. Um, how, how did you manage that me- mentally? You know, with with studies and just growing up and all the challenges of being a teen. How, how did you sort of find find that?
0: I found, I think whatever I was going through sport was my release. So whatever I was struggling with personally growing up, whatever I was struggling with at school, um, to be able to show up at practice and kind of leave all the stuff at the door was nice. So having training five days a week for me was no problem. I loved it. I loved being able to go to training every day. And if I could, I probably would have gone six or seven, like I would have been training every day. Um so I had no problem with it. mentally. I didn't really struggle with that part of it because for me, sport was always something that I did to escape everything else. It was your outlet It was my outlet, so I didn't mind yeah you know yeah. I my kit my kit bag was always the first thing packed
1: Alex, <laughs> you're, uh, you're built different, but in saying that I'm sure there's there's quite a few listeners that are nodding along at home who who can relate that um, you know just love it and um, you're right, you know, you can just go into your sport. And if it's something that you love and you feel comfortable with, you can just turn your brain off, and it's just it's just natural. Um, all the outside pressure, the noise, the things going on in your life, it just um, it just quiets. So no, it's 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 so so important, um, especially for our mental health. So let, let's have let's have a bit of a uh, a bit of a reflection on your career. So w- what's been sort of your biggest challenge on the field? Um, it doesn't matter what sport, but yeah, what's sort of something that comes to mind? Biggest challenge um, on the field.
0: Um, I think kind of, I think for me, it's always been dealing with kind of temperaments of people, not so much when I was, when I was younger. Um, but I think as I got older and I was very serious about my training and I was very serious about my sport. Um, I found that, you know, as you get older, some people don't play with that same tenacity. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, as you know, some people, you know, they're for fun and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still here to win. Yes. like you know i i understand having fun and to me having winning is having fun <laughs> and and putting in the effort and training is having fun so i think in the last couple years when i've kind of been at clubs where it's a little bit more um not so much on the on the rugby side but i think when i started playing american football that was a bit of a struggle because i can be very like let's train let's get to it like let's figure this out let's sort it out and you know that's just how my mind frame and how I grew up my work ethic. Um, and some people go, Ooh, she's a bit much.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's, uh, I love that intensity. Well, well, and, and, and let's talk about your full sport. So, so tell, how do you, how did you stumble across, uh, gridiron?
0: Um, grew up a fan, loved it. Um, and I think S- I met Stace at a. we used to work at the same company. Um, and we met at a work event and she was like oh do you play american football i was like oh, i play flag and she was like you should come play american football and i was like no i'm good yeah. like i was playing rugby at the time so i was like i'm okay like i can hit, i can play sport without the pads thanks <laughs> um and then played rugby for another season and was like oh okay like yeah rugby's great but you know was looking for something i think different um and so yeah i messaged her last year and was like hey you're still looking for football football players and she was like yeah come on down so that's kind of she'd been she tells everybody she was bugging me for about three years before I actually joined
1: I love it love it and what did what did you think so you turn up to your first training session obviously you you, you know the sport quite well but you know there, there, there's one thing obviously watching it and analyzing the game but obviously playing it's a whole different thing how did you go about I guess learning the sport and and what what sort of positions did you sort of start out at
0: um. Yeah, that was the funny thing. I showed up to first training and Stacey goes, where do you want to go? And I was like, I don't know. Like I, I, I can catch a ball. I can run with a ball. Like, you know, you kind of take the rugby aspects that I was good at and the basketball aspects that I was good at. Um, And, you know, the, the fearless nature that I had that I was like, stick me where you want to stick me. I, I don't care. I don't have a preference um so i was you know wide receiver for a bit and then i was doing some running back stuff and then i was doing some defensive safety stuff i think we ran through a training where i was on the defensive side and we were like oh we'll keep her there and they went no no (laughs) (laughs) on the offense so i think my ability to kind of catch a ball um with the sports that i played growing up i think ended up sticking me at wide receiver
1: yeah absolutely
0: And me a better fit there and then ended up transferring mid-season into the QB space.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, so, so talk to us a little bit about the challenges of making that transition because obviously they they, they both have their challenges, uh, wide receiver, a lot of pressure in terms of – it's and, 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 you know, I, I think for a lot of people that are new to the sport, um, you know, catching the ball, super difficult, you know, very, very – it's a lot harder than what it looks on television. But the other thing too is you've got someone wrapped around you who is really committed to – stopping you from catching something and I think that that's what makes it a little bit different to, to a lot of the other sports so um, yeah to touch on obviously some of the challenges with being a receiver and then yeah talk us talk us through that transition to QB
0: I think being a receiver what I found is like you know when you're playing baseball you can you know launch and jump for a ball and there's nobody around you right you've got grass to fall on or a padded wall or whatever When you're playing receiver football, there's like half a second where you have to go blind to what's around you because you need to catch that ball. So you don't know where that safety is. You don't know where that, you know, defender is that's that's playing tight man on you. So at that point when they're like, I have to stop you from getting the ball, there's a bit of a hesitation where you go, oh, I hope I come out of this life. You know, (laughs) you know, you're jumping up for the ball or, you know, it's raining and the ball's slippery and you don't want to drop it or, you know, you don't want to have that player come in and intercept the pass that you should have caught. So there's like so many things kind of running through your head as you're trying to run the right route and get open for the quarterback. So I think it's – there was kind of so much in my head where I could get off the mark pretty quick and I could get open. Um, but then I think it was just being mindful of the players around me where it's like, oh, am I going to get hit? And how hard am I going to get hit? And will I get up from said hit?
1: <laughs> That's right. And it's all just too much to think about, you know, in that position. It's just, yeah, you just, just got to just gotta just sort of, um, you know, float out there and, uh, and and hope for the best. So, yeah, at, and talk us through the the move to QB. How, how did that happen? Did someone come up to you and, and sort of mention it? Is it something you were interested in? How, how did that shift happen?
0: Wasn't anything that I like, I think when I joined, I was like, when I started playing wide receiver, I was like, I am a wide receiver. This is what we're doing this is where I belong. You know, again, you get those big moments like in basketball where if you make the catch <laughs> yeah. and you the touchdown, like you still get those big moments. And for someone like me, I was like, I want those big moments.
1: You want so the, I, o- the OBJ one handed catch, exactly
0: your- catch, you know, straight down, you know, in the, for a touchdown. Um, so I wasn't really kind of, I didn't have quarterback in mind. I didn't have quarterback in my line of sight. Maybe other people did. But I didn't, and I was kind of just goofing around. I think at training and just kind of throwing the ball, and you know, people kind of were like, "Oh, you can kind of throw you and sling it." You can, yeah. So it ended up kind of accidentally falling into being kind of the backup quarterback. I think because Stacy was our was our quarterback, and I was kind of her fill in if need be. Was still wide receiver, but was backup if if we needed one. Um, and then this year it's kind of where i'll be starting so i've now moved in to said quarterback spot which i did last season
1: excellent and i guess for our listeners you know having a, you know thinking about sort of preparing uh for that role i'm sure there's going to be um yeah a lot of late nights um studying notes and plays and um yeah, you've just got to you've got to know your position. You've got to know what everyone else is doing around you. It's uh, it, it it's certainly um, difficult. Um, speaking of uh, difficulties and challenges, what's been your? Um, so we we spoke about some of your challenges. Um, so on the field, w- what about your challenges off the field? Um, what's your I biggest, think biggest challenge off the field. Off
0: the field. Oh, I don't know. I think as far as like. Or it goes, my biggest challenge, I think it's like leaving the game, you know, where it is. I think I've always been a player where off the field, I always think about the game previously or, you know, you know, what went wrong or what I did wrong or, you know, this and that, and that. And I think for me, what I need to learn to do off the field is leave it there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> leave the game where it is, you know, like if stuff happened, whatever, learn from it, move on. And that's what I always tell the kids that I coach, you know, a lot of what I preach as a coach I don't do as a player.
1: Yeah.
0: Just because I know how I am and I know how I want these kids to be that I'm like, okay, make sure you're doing this. And you know, whatever happens in the game, leave it. Whereas I get off the field and I'm like, why did I do this? Why didn't I do this? Why, like, why, you know, why did X, Y, and Z happen? If I'd just done this, this, and this, instead of just leaving it. And I think just also like my kind of balance between life and sport, you know, I sometimes kind of run myself a little bit ragged, (laughs) I think in my job, Um, so it's kind of taking that break away because I work in sport, I play sport, you know, when you, when you lose a game as a coach, you lose a game as a player in the same weekend, you know, that I, it's, it's it's learning to have that kind of outside outlet that I haven't had for a long time. So I think off the field, it's just learning that, okay, yes, this is my career. Yes. It's what I do for fun, but you know, it's got to stay
1: on the field no absolutely and I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate I mean I I, I lost the grand final and I found myself you know uh, pushing a trolley at, at getting my groceries the other day thinking about it stewing over and that was that was a few years ago so no I, I hear what you mean all, all the all the things that you could have done on the field it, it's hard to it's hard to switch that off Um, Talk to us about, so obviously you went in and and we'll talk more about this um, uh, in in future episodes, but um, so obviously the the coaching side that you're doing, uh, talk to us a little bit about what you're doing in that space at the moment.
0: Um, So I coach soccer for uh, the WNPL side for Sydney UniFC, actually. Um, Joined that club this year and that's been a great experience to learn from the coaches that have been there Um, and that kind of high calibre of football that they um, have in Sydney, which has been really good. And then I still coach basketball, um, for a school here. Um, I'm definitely, I used to be very, very loud as a coach, like very, very loud. Um, when I coached in the UK, um, I'm still very loud. I used to coach when I lived in the UK coached basketball, soccer, and softball for four years, every sport, every season um and love that was super loud still very loud on the basketball court that is a sport that i know inside and out so when i'm coaching it's just on a different i get so into it and i think what's hard for me is i have a lot of passion for what i do i absolutely love what i do so i take losses really hard
1: Uh
0: um because as a coach you kind of take it upon yourself and go did i not prep them enough did I not give them enough you know but at the end of the day you know you're giving them the tools to be able to do what they they can do um and they're going to do with those tools what they will you know and you can't teach you can't coach mindset as much as coaches want to you can't that eventually comes down to the player you can go hey you need to switch on but if that player doesn't want to or they've had a bad day yelling at the kid isn't going to change they're not going to switch on by you yelling at them. And so it's just, so yeah, I'm very loud, have toned it down a little bit in soccer. You know, I give myself five minutes where I go, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, we're just going to let the play happen, which has been a new development this year, still working on it. Not it's, it's old habits are hard to break.
1: (laughs) No, it's, um, coaching, it's a whole, it's a whole different game. And I think there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of athletes and sports people that sort of shift into it after. And, um, uh, you know, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's got its own challenges. Uh, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, again, those, those losses sting. And, um, again, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are nodding, nodding along at home, um, who, who, who carry their losses, uh, for quite a while, but, um, uh, no, look, it's it, it's incredible. You know, you've you've, you've played um, across all, all of these sports, and now obviously you're, you're doing some great things in the coaching space. So, what, what's um you know reflecting on reflecting on your career? What's been your biggest achievement um on the field? Um,
0: I think on the field. Um, when I was at university in the UK, we had like these big kind of varsity tournaments, um, and those were kind of with our rival schools. So it was my university and other university. And we have like these big sporting days where you have to win like a small cup. Um and my first year that I played, we ended up winning our basketball game. And that was just the atmosphere in the gym. It was packed. It was loud. It was an awesome feeling to play in that kind of environment. Um, so that was super super fun. And then the year after I was playing rugby And our rugby game was a deciding factor on who won the cup, I think. Or we needed to win. For some reason, we needed to win our rugby match. And we were down, I think, you know, by a try or whatever. And we ended up coming back and and from behind and winning it and, you know, winning the winning the cup. So I think those kind of have been my favorite moments sporting wise. Um, just because of the impact that those games had because they had an impact on the university and I had an impact on how we performed as a whole university and just sharing those moments with your teammates I think is a really big deal you know when they rush the field after you get the you know the buzzer blows and you've won by three points so
1: it's uh and, and just listening to the, the crowd the energy the buzz I mean it's just uh, it's, it, yeah, it's what, it's what we live for. So no, and, and yeah, coming up in those clutch moments in the, on the, on the, on those biggest stages, that's, uh, no, that's huge. And, uh, and, and what would be your biggest achievement off the field?
0: Ooh. I think getting to experience the different cultures that I've, that I have, that I've had, Absolutely. um, and, and getting to experience sport around the world, um, you know, sports very, you know, universal, but at the same time, it's, it's very different. You know, how people, how people play basketball and coach basketball in one country, is very different to how people play and coach in another country. So it's taking what I've learned from coaches around the world and the sport around the world and how like just little things are a little bit different. Yeah. So I think to learn, learn that and experience, you know, those different, cultures and being able to travel and see as much of the world as I have for someone who's you know 27 <laughs> you know most people don't even leave their countries you know and I've been able to see I think I've lived in four different countries in eight different cities uh, by the time I was 25 so
1: I'm, uh, I'm I'm definitely definitely jealous but you're right and and, and bringing you know, bringing all those skills and all the things that you've learned to a country like Australia where, you know, we're such a diverse co- um, country, that's what makes us so great, you know, so bringing in, you know, when, when you're sort of putting that coaching role, uh, you know, you, you need those skills, you need to draw on those experiences that you've learnt, um, so yeah, it certainly puts you, puts you in, a, in a great situation. Um so thinking about thinking about your 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 coaching career uh, so far it, it, was there, is there any highlights that sort of stick out from you from from a coaching perspective?
0: Uh, my first year when I moved down here um we won with the team that the uh, football team that I had for a different club we ended up winning the New South Wales under 21s championship champions and that was my first year down here so that was kind of fun to to have that first kind yeah. of down here um when I was coaching in the UK the softball team that I coached we won division two um and moved us back to division one so that was kind of cool I have a you know a little gold medal that says winners on that one um so yeah I think and just being able to coach in the different tournaments that I've been able to coach in you know I've been able to coach in the Hague at a a tournament I've been able to coach in Vienna at a tournament I've been able to coach in in Paris at, at games so it's that I think has probably been the coolest I think highlight of my coaching career was being able to travel to all these different international schools and play these international teams and 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 get to experience that and meet coaches from around the world and kind of you know talk to each other about you know the kids that they have, and how they coach, and what their schools like, and and all that. So, and it's a very small world when you move internationally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Alex, that, that's that's all the time that we've we've got today. But um, I guess good news uh, for our listeners is there will be a part two of our interview. So, uh, yeah, look, Alex, thank you so much for jumping in and and yeah, opening yourself up and and hopefully giving the the listeners a bit of a bit of an insight into into. Uh, all all the amazing things you've done and and all the incredible places that you've been. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, thank you for joining us, Alex.
0: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. It was fun to share and reminisce and go back.
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely. So, listeners, I, I hope you got a lot out of that. That was, um, yeah, re- really great to, um, to to talk through um, some of the incredible things that Alex has done uh, on and off the field. Uh, if you did enjoy, um, please download, subscribe, and tell your friends about our podcast. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you at the next episode.
0: We will to break down the garden gate. There's not much time left today.